Good morning. On behalf of First Baptist Church of Salt Lake City, it is indeed a joy to be worshiping on this Sunday. Even though we are not in the same room, I certainly feel uh, very connected to all of you as we worship together on this day. Uh, I want to open up with a word of prayer this morning, and then uh, we will hear a piece of music recorded by Beth and Beth Bruce and Dennis McCracken. Let us pray. Oh, loving and gracious God, on this beautiful Sunday, we gather virtually together, and yet we are bound together uh, in spirit by your Holy Spirit, and we thank you for that reality. Uh, and we are grateful for this opportunity we have on this day to worship together, uh, even though we're apart. We do invite your spirit to be stirred up and to inspire us and to call us to greater things. And just be with us in these uncertain days. We thank you for that and we give you honor, glory, and praise. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. today, which is John 14, picking up 
continuing uh, Jesus, uh, Jesus's final discourse in John. Uh, we're going to go in 14 to verse 15, verses 15 through 21. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. And I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate to be with you forever. This is the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him because he abides with you and he will be in you. I will not leave you orphaned. I am coming to you. In a little while, the world will no longer see me, but you will see me because I live. You also will live. On that day, you will know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. They who have my commandments and keep them are those who love me, and those who love me will be loved by my Father, and I will love them and reveal myself to them. May God add a blessing to this reading of the text and cause it to be the inspired word for us today. As I said, this is a continuation of Jesus' final discourse in the book of John. And as I said last week, John's community is uh, living in perilous times. They're living in imperial Rome. Uh, they're living as an oppressed people by the domination system of Rome. They're also being uh, excluded from their traditions. The, the, the synagogues are starting to push them away and say, you know what, you don't, I don't know what you're doing, but you don't belong here anymore. And so there's a lot of upheaval happening in the Jehonian community. And John is coming to address that. And in this text, we have Jesus giving comfort to his disciples. He's saying, look, I have been with you. I have been your advocate. I have been your comforter. I have been the one to come alongside and to give you everything you need. I have been the one who has revealed to you the Father. And I, it is through me that you have come to know God in an intimate, uh, in an intimate way. And Jesus is saying, but I am leaving, but I'm not going to leave you alone. I will not leave you orphaned. I am going to send another advocate, one who will speak the truth to you and will reveal to you and show you and continue this intimate relationship with God through that Holy Spirit. The word that's used here is, uh, in Greek is paraclete. And it's a description of, it's kind of a legal term, but there's been many different translations to that word in the Bible over history. Some have called it the helper. Some have called it the comforter. Some have called it the advocate. Some have even gone so far as to call it the one who bargains on your behalf. Uh, all of these, all of these things are true, but what John is speaking to, what is John is talking about is the Holy Spirit. And in just two weeks, we'll be celebrating the, the Holy Spirit on Pentecost. But the Holy Spirit that John is talking about here is that one that is inside of us, that calls us to live out the commands that Jesus has given us. Jesus begins this passage by saying, if you love me, you will do as I have commanded you. And I want to remind us that the Jesus' commands were pretty sparse other than love your neighbor as yourself and love your God with all of your heart, your soul, and your mind, and your strength. 
It is this law of love that is being highlighted here and insisted upon. Uh, Jesus is saying, Jesus has, has demonstrated this law to us. Jesus healed the sick. Jesus cured the blind and helped them to see. Jesus reached out and touched the leper. Jesus gave voice to, uh, and, and dignity to women and children. Jesus demonstrated what it was to live out this law of loving your neighbor and loving God. And it really comes down to compassion and selfless service to uh, the good of all. Compassion on those who who have been denied love or have been denied everything they need, have been denied uh, what the world has for them. What we're talking about here is justice, a love for justice, uh, and compassion towards those who have not received justice, and service. By living out love for others, uh, we live into the law and the commandments that Jesus has for us. And quite frankly, uh, living in Imperial Rome, that was not easy. Uh, it was a time when uh, people were being denied their basic humanity, uh, and people lived in fear. And fear drives people toward um, being self-absorbed and self-aware and looking just to protect themselves. And in this moment, in this imperial world, Jesus looks to his disciples and says, you need to live differently. And by living differently, you will live into the kingdom of God. John doesn't use that word, but uh, the other gospels do. And what, what, what John wants to be saying is if you live into this law of love, uh, the wor- God will be honored and the world will be transformed. I think we live in a very similar time. We live in a time when people are gripped with fear and fear that is giving birth to our our worst instincts and our most base selves. Uh, every time I look to the news and I commend to you to stay off of it, maybe, but you know, once or twice a week is all you need. But as we look at the information and we see what, how people are reacting, uh, so many people are reacting with fear and violence. And so many people are reacting with, uh, not a sense of unity, but a sense of something is being taken away from me and I need to take what is mine and hold on to what is mine. But the law of love, And the law of compassion, the commandments of Jesus says you need to live differently. And by living differently, by living a life that acknowledges that we are in this together, by living in a way that looks out for not only yourself, but the good of the world and the good of your fellow human beings, the world is transformed and God is honored. And we have that advocate, we have that Holy Spirit that comes with us, that enables us, empowers us, that speaks truth to us and shows us the reality of the world as it is and the world as God would have it be. And we are called to live into the world as God would have it be. Uh, in this precarious time, in this scary time, uh, when we also might be gripped with fear, 
Jesus says, my peace I give you and my peace I leave with you. And you will know my peace by living out these commands. And I believe that's true. As we continue to live the law of of love through compassion and service to our fellow human beings, we will get through this and the world will be a better place for it and we will be better people for it. And so I invite us all to uh, heed the words of this final discourse coming to us from Jesus in the book of John that says, if you love me, keep my commands and through me and through the Holy Spirit, you will have an intimate relationship with God that will sustain you as you live out the law of love. I thank you for all of your prayers for the world, for the, my family, and I continue to pray for your families as we go through this very difficult time. I want to share with you a prayer of intercession that uh, I got from uh, the, the book I've been using, the Feasting on the Word. Uh, why don't we join our hearts together as we pray for one another, uh, for friends and strangers, and for the world in general. Our loving God, we pray for all who search for you. May they find their way in you. Bless us with lips that sing your praises and lives that tell the stories of all that you have done for us. Open our eyes to find you among us as we share your love with others. We pray for all who are oppressed by governments or institutions, for those whose voices are not heard or believed, those with no one on their side. Bless us with a joy for justice and the strength to persevere as we work toward your coming realm. We pray for all who hunger and those who worry each day how they will care for their families. Bless us all with meaningful work and fill us with good things as we love and care for each other and find our sustenance in you. God, we pray for all who suffer the violence and scars of war, for all soldiers and their families, and all who live and serve in war-torn places. Give them courage in the face of fear. In times of trouble, do not let their feet slip. Bless us with your vision of peace, for you have made us one family by giving life and breath to all. We remember before you all who have died and pray for all who will die today that they may know your peace. Bless us with the gift of faith that we may know you and love you and enjoy life eternal shared with you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you and God bless. This morning I'd like to share uh, Because He Lives, uh, a song written by the Gaithers. And last week in our Sunday school class, Shirley Rogers shared that this particular song was uh, quite meaningful at a certain time in her faith journey and uh, still holds some meaning today. And so I thought I'd uh, share it this week. You can ask Shirley about the story of... uh, of the significance of this song sometime when you see her again. I'm sure she'd be happy to share that story. Because he lives. 
sent his son. They called him Jesus. He came to